Right now, I'm joined by Amanda Miller, I guess former current affairs journalist, yes. now turned a documentary filmmaker. Yeah. Morena to you. Morena. How are we today? Oh, well, I'm in my old hometown. I yes. feel really comfortable. It's such a beautiful city, and it's not bad in terms of Dunedin's weather, eh? It's kind of like... Oh, for this summer, yeah. Yeah. Well, right. No, it feels good. The climate change is in full effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I might have to move back. Yeah, well, back when you lived here, we probably be, you would have walked here in the snow. Quite possibly, Jamie. <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> yes, uh, which is also good for the students because, of course, their houses are full of holes and mould. So um, <laughs> <laughs> you think it's warm, it's going to be right for them. Right, we're, we're here to talk about a film uh, that you've done um, on, on your good friend, um, Celia uh, Lashley. Um, it's called Celia. Um, who was Celia? For those who don't know, who was Celia? Celia was an extraordinary woman who worked communication like no one else did. She was such a straight-up communicator. She was a social advocate. She was a storyteller. She was a crusader for the vulnerable. She was she was a game-changer in, in her lifetime, and her world began in prisons. As a, well, she began as a probation officer, but she became New Zealand's first female prison officer to mm. work in a male maximum prison environment, and she started to shake the trees from then on. Yeah, I mean, uh, just going to that environment, I guess, uh, when it hasn't been done before as a woman, uh, and having those prisons not used to having a woman on the floor must have been quite, quite intense. Well, she talks about, or talked about that to me, but what she said, the issue wasn't the inmates, it was actually the male corrections of officers. It was. They completely alienated her. Mm -hmm. They were deeply distrustful and they worked their hardest to get her out. So, yeah. but she, you know, it, when people see Celia, they would understand she's a staunch, incredibly formidable woman yeah. and uh, she wasn't budging. Yes. And yeah. Sad to say, that's still happening in certain areas of society. Oh, yes. My partner has been training to become a carpenter. And has been on sites, and it wasn't the greatest. Wow! But um, you know, that's yeah. just you know, how's it? Yeah, just how it is at the moment, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. She wanted to change the system, and, mm. that, and I guess that's, you know, that's the system that needs to be changed. But she was looking at um, other things within the system. But I, I'm interested in the fact that she was part of that system. And where did she see, you know, where did she go from? This is the rules and regulations, and this is what I must do and implement. Uh, and to keep the public safe to wait this isn't working right something's broken here and needs to change I think the, the the point of revelation for her was when she was the manager of Christchurch Women's Prison in the uh, late 90s and what she could see there was that the system as we see call it was treating female prisoners exactly the same as male prisoners and she said this is wrong because these women are in fact the the future of the next generation of criminals and if we can get to those women and treat them differently then we're going to change the outcomes for so many families in New Zealand and potentially create a better New Zealand so she tried to change it from within but became deeply frustrated with the restrictions, the attitude and the impenetrability of the system. So yeah. she said, I'm getting out and I'm gonna I've recognised it's better to work outside of the tent than be in it. So she believed in a strong matriarch in the family, right? Setting the rules and the boundaries. So so her point and, and obviously some people may know and especially some of your 
audience, the younger ones, they may have been males. Their mothers may have been quoting Celia's book, He'll Be Okay, Growing Gorgeous Boys into Good Men. Mm-hmm. She believed that mothers were the power of the future. They were the ones that were going to change things. And, uh, and, and her belief is that still, if we adopt what the work that she wanted us to, that we can still change things by allowing women the opportunity, the power, the confidence and the support to make decisions to say to that man who's beating her up, no, if you hit me again, you're out. Yeah. If you're dealing drugs at my table or making pee in my house, you're out. Because mm-hmm. too many women who get into situations like that don't know the way out. Yeah. And if we can help be less judgmental, more supportive and more aware of just what a lot of these women are living with, then we can help them change and potentially change the lives of many of the New Zealanders that otherwise would be inside those prisons mm. that are already full. I mean, it's talked about a lot, you know. Yeah. But nothing really, you know, and, and, and our previous governments and the, and the current government, they all talk a big game on these kinds of things, but it seems that nothing really shifts that much. Well, there's a lot of hooey and not a lot of dooey. Yeah. And and right now there's the criminal criminal justice summit going on in Wellington and we tried desperately to get the Minister of Justice to come to the film, the premiere. We have had some ministers come along but really what Celia's attitude was that do not rely on governments and do not rely on agencies. What we need is that the communities and the individuals to help to change things because it hasn't worked so far and it's not likely to work in the future. And Part of my regret and sadness is that if she was alive three and a half years on today, she would be deeply heartbroken about how worse New Zealand has become in terms of the statistics. It's interesting you you mentioned community and and, and neighbours. The sense of community and the knowing of your neighbours has changed so much over the years. I don't know my neighbours anymore. We used to, growing up, I knew all my neighbours. And you knew the people next door and you knew them quite yeah. well, but it seems like you don't really know them anymore. And that, that's kind of lost. Well, uh, that is exactly what Celia's talking about. It's, it, it's number one in, in, in the film. She talks about the power of listening and how that can change the lives of people. If you actually sit and listen to somebody, there's a tremendous amount of power that you give that person by allowing them to tell their story. Mm-hmm. And it's simple things like making yourself more accessible to the audience or, or the, the person you're with to try and help them. Yeah. So it isn't about closing off the valves. It isn't about being judgmental. It's about, you know, whether you're in the supermarket and you see a woman struggling with her kids or with paying her bill, why don't you help a perhaps help her with the kids, the baby? Or maybe help her pay a bill. Yeah. You know, this is the stuff that we need to open our eyes, open our minds and open our hearts to what's going on around us rather than expecting someone else to change the, or fix the problem. Mm-hmm. And that, that lies at the heart of communities. I wish some people would help me with my kids sometimes <laughs> at the supermarket, I swear. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, hey, you might they might see you. Because it, it isn't just about women either. It's, it's about, you know, men. And that's, yeah. that's one of the things that Celia is really strong on in, in the film is she talks about how we women need to value the gems that are the men that are in our life to, for, we've rendered a lot of men powerless yeah. by not only telling them what to do but how to do it so she's saying for goodness sake women learn to laugh learn to smile learn to go with your man and this isn't just boys but actually 
make it easier for relationships. Yeah. Be yeah. a whole lot more constructive. Um, she asked when you you were going to work on a series with her, and then of course um, the diagnosis came through of pancreatic cancer, um, and so she asked you to make this film. I mean, that's a she must have been a huge responsibility because you've been working with her for for many years, for fifteen odd years up to that point, um, beginning with um, some work you did for I think at the time was it twenty twenty, yep. uh, and then you eventually went on to doing uh, more interviews of sixty minutes. Um, you know, so so I mean, you to continue working with her, you must have seen her power. Uh, you must have seen value in what she was saying. She must have become quite an important person to you, uh, and her work must have been quite important to you. Um, so then, to take on the responsibility of making this documentary and knowing it's going to come out after her passing, that's just absolutely massive. So, uh, well, kudos to you first off. Oh, but how was you. how I mean, how was it approaching uh, this project, knowing one that you know it's important to get her, her story and her work out again uh, but two knowing that she wasn't going to be around to see it and she wasn't going to be here when it was released wow that's <laughs> epic research Jamie oh. big ups to you oh. <laughs> no, that's cool <laughs> oh, so, so yeah I met Celia back in 2001 and just to give a bit of context this woman really nailed it as far as I was concerned when she opened her mouth she had such power and she was the consummate communicator and I thought, my goodness, I'm going to follow you in your career. She was a bit like a drug. Once you got a bit of a taste of her, you thought, whoa, yeah, I'm yeah, addicted. Yeah. So I always planned that I'd work with her once I left TV and that's what I did. I said, look, you know, I'm happy to work with you, you know, no money. It's just, I believe in your work. Yeah. So we're, we were going to do these documentaries that would, were going to run before last year's election about social issues in New Zealand. So when she asked me to do this documentary, once I knew she'd been diagnosed with terminal cancer, wow, yeah, that's a big ask. Yeah. And it was a big question, but you, I personally felt there was, no, there was no choice because she was the most amazing, charismatic woman I'd ever worked with. And of course, I would be delighted and privileged to tell her story. But what was challenging for me along the way was staying true to the ethos of Celia and when I went to the networks, the TV networks and when I went to the film commission they wanted a certain film or yeah. a program and I wasn't prepared to compromise that. I thought I have to do this in the way that Celia would be proud of whatever it is I'm going to produce. So that really guided me and along the way I, I talk about it in the intro at the um, film and the Q&As and things is that, you know, I'm not a religious person, but spiritually I believe she guided me. She's an awesome woman and yeah. I could tell. And just little signs told me when I was either going on the right or the wrong track. And in the end, I believe what we've done truly does honour her work and her vision yeah. and her life. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, so where to from here then, you know, because the film is out and you're coming to the end of, of your tour of the film but the film's going to go further of course on, on than this but uh, what about her work and, and will you remain uh, a part of of it? That's a really big question Jamie. I, my job was to make the film Yeah. and I want to do whatever I can to get that film to the places it needs to go and that's I know now that we've had all these sold out screenings and extended seasons within the film festival, I know there's a real appetite. 
people are craving her messages and they love listening to her and they're really mobilised by what she says. So my decision is now with the team, a small team I have with me, we're kind of learning every day about this process, having never done it before, mm-hmm. is where does the film go now? Yeah. So yes, the Film Commission have come back after I kind of turned them down in the beginning. Hey, this is a really cool film. We might take this offshore for film festivals and things like that. But also we need to think about is there an opportunity for general release? But I know in my mind Celia's aim was always to get it to the communities who needed it most. And those communities don't necessarily have the money to pay for tickets to come to movie Mm -hmm. theatres like the Regent. So I've got a responsibility to work out a channel to get that film to those people as well. So there's a whole sea of options out there at the moment and we really haven't had a chance to take a breath to work that out. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And at the same time what's happening is that her daughter has set up a... A, a, a website called Celia's Army mm-hmm. and she's got some initiatives on that website for some projects that are going on and I and as if people are interested and want to see what's what is doing and that happening in that level then we welcome them to come to the um, website and see what they can do and the other thing is we have a Facebook page Celia movie um, which we'd love people to join just to get a bit of an update on where the film's going, what people are saying about it, and next steps. That's that's the plan. So it's a pretty, what do we call it, abstract picture at the moment. Yeah. And it's organic because mm-hmm. we never, while I knew the power of Celia's words and her messages, I guess I didn't really know how profound the impact was going to be and the response was going to be. So it's taken us by surprise and we really didn't strategically have enough time. <laughs> we only managed to sneak this film into the festival. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so yeah. it's been right up to the minute and that's why we kind of haven't had the next plan organised. So bear with us, folks. Yeah, brilliant, mm. brilliant. Alright, um, so you had a screening last night. How yeah. Did, how did that go? Oh, really good. It's it's amazing. I mean, that is the biggest theatre we've played or screened in. I, yeah. mean, I can't remember. 1,600 people. We didn't have 1,600 people there. But by all accounts... We don't have the full numbers, but apparently people said it's the biggest, the biggest audience that um, the the festival has had in Dunedin, and we know that in fact the film has be- become the biggest box office success of this year's festival. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Fantastic! Yeah. Oh, that's marvelous! Because it's been some uh, big, big films. Yeah, I There's know. Been some really big films. So yeah, to do that, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I, I better put that in context. I think the biggest local yeah, yeah, New Zealand yeah. film, as because of course there are some monster international yes, ones. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, see, I was only thinking of the local ones in you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Because yeah. I know Maui's Hook did really well. Oh, it's a beautiful and, film. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Mm, 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 so no. Uh, and so there's one more screening today down here. It um, is like kind of an hour and a half away at yeah, 11 quite, o'clock. Yeah, yeah so anybody's keen for some really provocative messages and kind of to be moved. Yes. To be propelled into the next generation. Because I guess if I could say that what has really uplifted me is seeing how the new generation sees this film and sees Celia because obviously a lot of the people that come to this film have known about her for decades because she's yeah. been in in our lives since publicly since the 90s but what I've loved with this film is like my son and my daughter come and their friends and then seeing a whole wave of 
20s, 30s year olds coming going, oh my God, I did not know this woman. She is awesome. This is just like brilliant. Yeah. So that's really been powerful for me because then it's about carrying on some of that work and people are saying, I want to get involved. What can I do? Hmm. How can I do it? And, and the people you really want to get anyway because you want to start the cycle, right, of, of this, with like of her work and what she wanted to see within um, Aotearoa, like you've got to start with the people that are going to have start having the next generation of children. Absolutely, because yeah. one of the parts of the film is that we feature a young woman who who had had a really terrible upbringing. You know, her life is. She said that the cha- that the film has been one of the most momentous things in her life, and now what she's going to do is go and talk to prisoners, talk to people. And that's the generation. You yeah. know, she's a young woman with a young family. It's not about people over a certain age. I mean, we can be useful as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. But, you know, you need to speak to your, your group, yeah. speak to your right audience. And that's what I'm hoping will happen with this. Fantastic. Yeah. Hey, well, thank you so much for coming in this morning. It's been a pleasure. Oh, it's been lovely to be here, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's been, been lovely wonderful. to meet you. Yes, yeah. yeah, to meet you too. Yeah. I've been watching you on the screen for years. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, so uh, quarter past 11 today, the Regent Theatre tickets are available online. Go to the Int- uh, New Zealand International Film Festival website. You know where it is. Uh, are we doing a Q&A after this one today? or? Uh, yes, I am. Last yes. Q&A, and then I'm back to Wellington. But I just wanted to remind people, if anybody does miss it, they can hike off down the highway to Gore oh, on, yes. on Thursday, which, where it's playing at 6pm, or Timaru. My, my, my parents, fam- you know, I used to spend a lot of time in Timaru too, so that's all part of the world. But yeah, it's, it's trekking around the country at all the provin- provinces, but that's my Q&A yeah. kind of tour all over. This is a great thing about International Film Fest. It goes to Gore and uh, yeah. Timaru and stuff. It's fantastic. It is. It's yeah. great. It's yeah, really it's cool. Really it's real great. All right. Once again, uh, Amanda Miller, thank you so much. It's been lovely having you here. Thank you, Jamie. Enjoy the rest of your time in your old hometown. Thank you. Yeah. All right.